0: Yale Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Alex Kashtan, a Master's of Environmental Management candidate at the Yale School of Forestry and Environmental Studies. I recently sat down with President Laurent Fabius, the president of the French Constitutional Council, which is the equivalent of the Supreme Court here in the U.S. I spoke with President Fabius when he visited Yale and addressed a diverse group of students and professors at the Yale Law School. He presented his view of the current state of international environmental law as well as his vision for the future of global environmental collaboration. President Fabius has spent nearly 40 years in government, including serving as Prime Minister, Minister of Foreign Affairs, and Chair of the 2015 UN Paris Climate Conference. I spoke with him about the Global Pact for the Environment, which represents his vision to strengthen the legal links between environmental pledges and action. We also discussed his views of the challenges and opportunities in the sphere of environmental law. What do you see as the greatest challenge facing international environmental law today?
1: Um, Well, first, there are a lot of challenges uh, facing uh, environment itself uh, because um, for climate change, for biodiversity, uh, for um, land, uh, water, air pollution, uh, situation is pretty bad and obviously it has relationships uh, with low uh, because we have some lows in different sectors. Uh, some agreements about 500, but uh, first uh, many of them are not really binding. And second, uh, there is a lot of gaps, I mean sectors, uh, which are not covered by law, real law, with legal force. And therefore, if we want to have a betterment of the situation of environment, we have to use all the techniques. I mean uh, technology, I mean Uh, political forces, social forces, economic forces, but also low, because low has an influence obviously on the real situation and as far as environment is concerned, we need to uh, tackle seriously the problem. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, What are your impressions of where things stand right now with the 2015 Paris Climate Change Agreement?
1: Well the 2015 uh, Paris Agreement uh, has been uh, brand new and uh, it has been adopted and uh, signed by every nation in the world which was uh, uh, so, sort of miracle <laughs> and uh, it was very positive uh, and with the uh, 2015 agreement there was the objective of um, no more than two degrees more than uh, today uh, at the end of this century, and hopefully 1.5. And uh, there were uh, commitments by the different nations, uh, what we call nationally determined contributions, and they uh, committed themselves to diminish their emission of CO2. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, right now, the results are not good. First, uh, the commitments were not ambitious enough but it was an improvement but those um, commitments which were insufficient have not been met. And uh, we are far from uh, meeting, uh, from achieving uh, the the aims that uh, were our aims and uh, obviously uh, it is very serious uh, because uh, when it uh, is about co2 one has to understand that when you have emit co2 in the atmosphere it does not disappear suddenly therefore a moment comes and it, we are not far from this moment where it will become impossible to uh, go back and uh, it's the reason why I say that the red alerts are on and that we need to act with more ambition, more quickly, and with more nations.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, switching gears a little bit, um, can you briefly describe the global pact for the environment?
1: Yeah, uh, the idea of a global pact, in fact, is uh, an ancient one uh, from years and years. Uh, legal uh, specialist uh, teachers uh, in international law and in environment uh, have worked about on, on, on the idea of an international treaty, uh, not too long, uh, which would be able, to uh, put into legal sentences, with legal force, the main principles which uh, should be implemented in the field of environment. Uh, An important work has been uh, achieved, but it has not been possible in the past uh, to give um, a political outcome to uh, this work. one year and a half ago, uh, they came to me and uh, j- just after I was appointed uh, President of the Constitutional Court in France and they asked me to try, uh, because of what I've done during the COP21 in Paris, uh, to try and help them, these specialists, uh, to have a political outcome. We worked together. Uh, we have elaborated a draft. We have presented it uh, with President Macron has decided to support it. We came to UN, and step by step, the diplomatic process uh, has started uh, with the first phase, which has been a success in UN. But now the uh, follow-up uh, must be ensured and uh, hopefully the negotiation uh, has to start. What about the negotiation? Uh, The content in fact is a series of about 20 articles uh, which are uh, the uh, definition of the main principles which already exist Uh, through the uh, Rio Declaration or the Stockholm Declaration, uh, a a series of obligations and a series of rights in the field of environment. Uh, The right to have a good environment, the right to be informed about the decision about environment, uh, the polluter pay principle, uh, the principle of uh, public participation, the non regression principle, and so on and so forth, and to give these principles legal force uh, in order that the countries which will sign uh, after negotiation this global pact uh, will have to implement it. Uh, It is the equivalent in the field of environment of the two covenants uh, which have been passed in 1966 by UN in the field of civil uh, rights and political rights and in the field of economic, social and cultural rights. And obviously if we achieve uh, this uh, objective uh, it will be a betterment for the protection of environment for individuals. It will be better for the companies because it will give a level playing field, and it will be um, a sort of uh, common horizon for the states, uh, which will know what to do and what not to do.
0: Do you think that there will be widespread global support, or is there already for the pact?
1: Uh, We had a first vote in the UN, uh, 143 vote for, and five against. Uh, The five ones were Russia, Syria, Turkey, Philippines and US. Uh, These are not minor uh, states, but at the uh, same time it's not really surprising because most of these five countries are not accustomed to sign international agreements. Uh, the first vote was very good, but let's be honest, it's a vote uh, about procedure. Uh, now we are entering a second phase after a report which will be presented by the Secretary General of the UN uh, in November. And uh, obviously, the discussion will not be easy because uh, these are um, difficult. Um, discussions, but uh, knowing uh, the very bad situation and environments with the world, knowing uh, the real uh, mobilization of uh, worldwide opinion and especially young people, uh, knowing uh, the, um, the, 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 the feelings of the academic community. Uh, knowing uh, the fact that many countries, uh, European countries, uh, South American countries, Asian countries, developing countries, are in favor of uh, the global pact, uh, I have a strong hope. Uh, but obviously, uh, as like any negotiation, uh, it will not be easy, but uh, I'm full of hope.
0: Great. Just two more questions.
1: Uh,
0: So you mentioned during your lecture that we need to rethink how the law interacts with the environment, space, and time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Is there one of these that should be prioritized?
1: Uh, No, all of these. Uh, It is true that uh, whether we we are aware of that or not, uh, there is a major shift uh, in the relationship uh, man has with uh, nature. Uh, during centuries, there has been a complete separation. Uh, man, and woman uh, were um, the, 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 the center of everything. And uh, the environment and the world itself is meaningful. Uh, the nature uh, was supposed to not matter at all. Uh, in fact, we well, are more and all, more aware that uh, everything is systemic and that obviously human is terribly important, uh, human being, but um, there is a, a very important uh, place to, 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 for, um, for, for nature, for animals, Uh, for uh, water, for oceans, and it's a sort of continuity of life uh, on the Earth. And this has consequences uh, in terms of taking into consideration the nature. Uh, Nature uh, has to be nurtured. Um, Space has to be taken into consideration because, for instance, pollution problems do not stop at every frontier and therefore when you are taking decision, when you are taking decision, you have to take into consideration the other countries and the other cities and it is the same uh, for time because generally speaking, the decisions which are taken bad or good in the field of environment uh, have consequences Uh, in the future Uh, and especially for the generations which uh, will come after us. Therefore, it's a complete shift in the relationship between the concept of man and nature, environment and space, environment and time, and obviously it has uh, an impact on uh, the uh, legal concept as well.
0: And then finally, um, what makes you optimistic about the future of global environmental law?
1: Uh, like my friend Ban Ki moon was saying, it's not a question of being optimistic, pessimistic. Uh, there is no planet B, <laughs> therefore, there is no plan B. And uh, we have to do that. Uh, otherwise, obviously, the planet will still be alive, but an important uh, share of uh, humankind. Uh, will not be alive anymore.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Merci beaucoup. Merci à vous.